Hey, what's up? How's it? Aloha. Welcome to Culturize. It is me, McCutty. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, if you are watching us on the network, KITV, thank you so much for doing that. If you're listening on our all of our podcast uh, platforms, uh, just visualize we're sitting in beautiful Hawaii um, in a studio. <laughs> and of course, if uh, you're watching on YouTube, uh, hit the notification, subscribe, all those wonderful things. This is a space that we've created to, to learn about each other, learn about cultures, whether it's social, whether it's ethnic, whether it's native. And of course, uh, doing it right here from Hawaii. And I'm excited because I get to learn this. It's I always get selfish when it comes to um, my show, because not only you sharing with you guys, but I want to learn for myself. So today, my good friend Sherry Tamashiro, we are learning about how to be Okinawan. Because yes. that's a class you teach, right? It is. I love that. How to be Okinawan. So obviously, we're talking Okinawan culture. Before we get into that, what high school you went? I went to Mililani High School. Mililani High School um, and lived in Mililani? Grew up. Born and raised? Born and raised. What, what, what was it like, uh, born and raised uh, in Mililani uh, as it, of, of Okinawan descent. Did you know, here's a question, did you know right off the bat you were Okinawan? Um, and growing up in the household, did you do customs and traditions that were Okinawan? So I'm 100% half Okinawan. Nice. I love <laughs> like I say, I'm 100% half Hawaiian. <laughs> so my other half is Japanese. Okay. And, uh, you know, when you got a Japanese mother, that means... Most of the food is going to be Japanese. Uh -huh. and um, But I actually am part of uh, Itoman City, Okinawa. Okay. So how Okinawans in Hawaii are organized uh -huh. is by what village their family mm. came from. And so my family is from Itoman in Okinawa, and it's a fishing village. Uh, okay. But when all of the people from Itoman came to Hawaii, uh -huh. they formed a club. It was kind of like a support group. And so back, so it was like they came over in 1900. So you can, you know, say it's been over 100 years. But in the beginning, these groups were for support to survive right, in this right. new country, right? But later, it became this thing where it was just this, where you have um, New Year's parties. And we follow the Lunar New Year. Okay, more like see, Chinese. We, we were just having this conversation about even with our Korean friends. You got the solar calendar, the lunar calendar. So Okinawa specifically follows... Lunar calendar. Yes. Okay. And then we have a summer picnic. Okay. And I never knew why we gather with these people <laughs> that I never see. And, you know, we're playing games and they hand you toilet paper as prizes. That's funny. Or at the end, we're fighting for vegetables. <laughs> and, you know, it's like no one ever explained mm -hmm. what it meant to be Okinawan. And it, it's funny you say that because growing up, right, we, we grow up and we, we know what ethnicity we are because that's what we're told. Um, and it's funny you say that because uh, the, I always ask this question: When, when, how did, how did you, how did you learn culture? Were your parents the ones they they grabbed you by the shoulders and say, "This is what we do," or you had to observe what they were doing? Like we would go to all these things, and we have no idea why we're here. It's like, oh, every we got the picnic coming up, you guys, or we got this coming up, you guys. We got to go buy toilet paper because we got to give away prizes. When did you realize? Oh. That's because who we are. Did your parents specifically tell you or you kind of found that on your own? They never did. Really? And so I think that's a problem with a lot of younger generations, subsequent generations, is that you don't know what questions to ask. You don't care to ask. Mm -hmm. um, but maybe parents don't know how to share it. 
And so I actually didn't find out till my father became president of the Hawaii United Okinawa Association. And we went to Okinawa, and that was, you know, my first visit. No way. And luckily, I work at the university, Uh so we did this huge project about the Hawaii Nisei soldiers Mm, during World War II. And one of the guys that we were uh, interviewing was uh, Okinawan American who actually went to Okinawa during the battle. And I was able to research and find out all this backstory. And for me, it's discovering all these stories, right? Right. About Okinawa itself, but the Hawaii Okinawans as well. Mm -hmm. So that was actually my introduction. Now, in the home, Okinawan mother, Japanese father, right? Reverse that. Oh, re- oh yeah, that's right. Who who is the more powerful one? <laughs> <laughs> Keep that in mind. Don't answer yet. If you're joining us, this is culture as we're sitting down and we're learning about Okinawan culture and how to be Okinawan. That's what we do right here on Culturized. Bringing you what matters. Viewers can receive the Star Advertiser digital full access subscription for just $9.95 per month. Go to StarAdvertiser.com and click on subscribe. Use the code AHAIFING. Long's Drugs is always here for Hawaii, providing your family with their local favorites, accessible health and wellness services to keep you safe and healthy. Make Long's a part of your day. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Culturize. It is me, McCutney. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm going to be learning. Uh, you know me, lifetime student, love learning uh, about anything and everything, culture, whether it's mine, whether it's yours. And that's what we need to do. Uh, I always have this thing. We don't have to like each other, but once you learn a little bit about our culture, eventually we will. And we're all going to get along. Uh, we're talking Okinawan culture right now. We're talking about your parents. Who, who was the more dominant one in the household putting you on the spot? I'm gonna say my mom. Yeah, of course. More fear was was she? It was it. My mother was an elementary school teacher. Oh, there you. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I can only imagine. There's nothing you do your homework. You can't even lie about not doing your homework. Uh, but you know, my father, he knows the Okinawan language. Mm-hmm. He is probably one of the best whistlers on the island. And for me, it's like discovering the stories behind. So, you know, there's a story that Okinawans developed this really distinctive whistle because they needed to warn people from a long distance that a typhoon or pirates were approaching. And, you know, later they Uh had other ways, but they incorporated it into the music. Wow. And so I just absolutely love that. I actually brag. I always make my dad whistle wherever we See, I just now I just learned something new again. I I see. I just thought that was just in the music. But it came from those things. Wow. Warning. Like, it's funny. Now I, now I realize when we were young, every family, whether you Okinawan, Japanese, Filipino, every family had a whistle. And you knew, oh, I got to go home. I got to go home. Right, right. <laughs> what was, did, did he do that? Did he always, you made him whistle all the time? Yeah. No way. Yeah. God, we, oh. What, um, but did he have a whistle for you guys specifically? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you just knew I had to be here. Uh, so growing up, and you were talking about when you realized, starting to realize, okay, um, is it fair to say, because like you were saying earlier, sometimes our parents and our grandparents, do you think they, they didn't share with us because, you know, we talk about immigration and they, they, they leave their motherland and they come to Hawaii and in their mind, they want us to change. So like you said, we don't, as younger people, we don't ask the right questions, but at the same time, do they really want to share with us? 
Well, you know, you have to factor in World War II, where if you are of Japanese ancestry, um, there was a whole generation that was taught, do not be Japanese, be American as possible. So you see a generation that didn't want to learn the language, didn't want to acknowledge the culture, because, you know, someone told me this story once where, you know, her whole family was interned. And she says, when you're locked up, so if you're locked up, say, for stealing, you know, don't steal, you won't get punished. She said their attitude when they came out was, don't be Japanese. That's, that. see, it, it's, I can't even fathom what that's like. Um, you know, we were talking with um, Amanda Chang earlier about when Koreans came over, you know, when they came over was before the Korea split. So they basically lost their entire country. Even that, now you're getting out of that and you're just like, don't be, it's almost weird to think, don't be who you are, which is, which is, I don't even, I, I can't even fathom that. But factor in that Okinawans immigrated much later than the Japanese. Okay, that was my... And they were actually looked down upon by Japanese and picked on. Um, you know, there was this, I, I know a lot of it was butaka and ken. You know, it's like yeah. they were looked down on for raising and eating pigs. Mm-hmm. Um, they were looked down as uh, crude buggers, you know. And... Partly, I think that is one reason the Okinawan community bands together so tightly mm-hmm. is because of the discrimination they faced, uh, not just from outside, but Japanese. And, that, and that's gone on for centuries, right, that, that divide, which is really weird because what is, I mean, what was, what was it? When did that start? When did that whole so, Okinawa-Japanese... You know, Okinawa was an independent kingdom. Right. So um, the Sho clan, Shohashi clan, actually... Mm-hmm conquered the other principalities, created the Ryukyu Kingdom. And the Ryukyu Kingdom was an independent kingdom with its own language, culture, and identity, much like the Hawaiian Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And over 400 years ago, Satsuma clan in Japan uh, conquered and took over Okinawa. And uh, in the same way with, with Hawaii, you know, the Okinawans were told, don't speak your language, wow. don't dance, don't, you know. And they, were, and they were told this by the Japanese. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, it was kind of like second-class citizens, right. where it was a thing of um, do not be Okinawan. You're, so a, you're a lower class. That's so crazy to me. Uh, if you're joining us, we're talking about uh, Okinawan culture uh, in Okinawa, Okinawan culture in Hawaii. But we're going to continue more. We're going to jump into that because I like that uh, of the class. You How to be Okinawan. We're learning some things. And you're going to be surprised. There's a lot of parallels within Hawaiian culture and Okinawan culture right here on Culturized. Air and Sea Travel Center, best group tours throughout the world. Let's go travel and see the world to make beautiful memories. Call 808-951-9800 today. At Aloha Kia, you know a guy. Visit them at any of their seven dealerships statewide. Purchase a brand new Kia using Aloha Kia Express. Learn more at alohakia.com. Hey, what's up? How's it? Aloha. Welcome back to Culturize. I'm all excited. I'm getting like my brain is absorbing all these things, learning about our our cousins uh, of Okinawan uh, ancestry and from Okinawa. Just we always hear about that divide between uh, Japan and Okinawa. Now we just heard it uh, centuries as we move forward. Is there still uh, is it as intense as before that divide with Japan and Okinawa? I think, you know, the major issue right now is Mm. the military base issue. Um, So Okinawa was the first battle that happened on Japanese soil and the last of the war. 
And, you know, a lot of people see it as Okinawans were used as a sacrificial stone. Jeez. You know, they wanted to stop the mm. U.S. from, mm. from invading. Um, I would say that after the war, um, I don't know if people know that the U.S. military took control of Okinawa until 1972. Really? So during that time, Okinawans had no say in wow. anything. So 70% of the U.S. military bases are in Okinawa. Okinawa represents less than 0.1% the landmass of all of Japan. But from the end of World War II to 1972, the U.S. military and the Japanese government could just make these decisions. That's Let's so build all crazy. the bases here. And there is resentment mm -hmm. because for a lot of Okinawans, the war right. has not ended. Right. You know, they've got this occupation. Mm -hmm. It's There's issues with, with maybe the soldiers uh, getting drunk or, or there was a case of a rape. And that is continuing to this day. But, you know, this kind of attitude where why is Okinawa bearing the entire burden or 70% of the burden? I didn't read. That's a, that's a, that a huge 70%. It's more <laughs> like 71, 72. Anything, it's just, that's unreal to me. See, we're getting educated right now. Um, now, as we move on, you, you started to learn the culture and realize that um, you are Okinawan. What's one of the first things that you, that you that you got close to? So the the thing that really is the core mm. of my finding my way mm. to to being Okinawan is actually pigs from the sea. So there's a story. So you know the war devastated devastated Okinawa, and in Hawaii. So what happened was that Okinawan Americans who were serving in the military actually were writing home about how bad the situation was. And the Hawaii Okinawans went into a frenzy to help. So they were literally sending over tons of clothing, uh, medicine, school supplies, um, any type of relief. But actually a distant relative of mine came up with this idea, let's send pigs and rebuild their pig population. So you know Okinawans love pork, right? right? We eat everything Ex but uh -huh. the oink. <laughs> and the war devastated the, the pig population. And so this guy, uh, Kamisuke Kakazu, had this dream. I want to rebuild their pig population and put them back on their feet so they're not reliant on the U.S. military. And so in 19, the late 1940s, the Hawaii Okinawan community, with support of you know everyone else in Hawaii, raised almost $50,000, which today would be like raising half a million. They sent over this uh, veterinarian to Omaha, Nebraska, and he purchased 550 of these pigs called Chester Whites. Oh, yeah, so yeah, they're yeah. huge pigs uh -huh. with high body fat <laughs> content. The pigs get put on a train to uh, Oregon, and they're met by seven men who are called the Pig Brigade. And on a U.S. transport ship, the USS Owen, uh -huh. these pigs set out for Okinawa. Really? Yeah, and it's kind of this epic tale where like, there's a storm on the second day, <laughs> and some pigs, the sheds are all wiped uh -huh. out. And pigs are running amok. And, you know, they're really heart sick when mm -hmm. several went over the side because $50 per pig was raised by families. They would, like, sacrifice to make That's it happen. So you know, halfway through the voyage, mines are still in the water. Wow. And so one month later, they get to Okinawa. And the joke is that Okinawan pigs are called agu, the small black-skinned variety of pig. They see these huge white skin white pigs coming <laughs> down. Like, it's everything from America, <laughs> big and white. But then the pigs are distributed by lottery across mm. Okinawa. And the Hawaii Okinawans had this request. When these pigs have babies, pass on a pair. Wow. 
And so within four years, they're back to the pre-war numbers. And Okinawans today still talk about this life-saving gift. You know, this pig that came from across the sea. I, I just like how all that worked out. We're going to continue on this conversation. If you're joining us, this is Culture as We're talking about Okinawan culture. And, and one already, again, the, the, how they work together, take care of the... No matter where they are in the world, they're going to take care of each other. I mean, look at that. Hawaii, continent, Oregon, pigs to Okinawa. Amazing. This is Culturized. For all your money needs, Hawaiian Financial Federal Credit Union is here for you. Visit HIFICU.com. Windows Hawaii. Windows are not only designed to beautify your home, but also to make your home more secure, energy efficient, and virtually noise proof. Contact Mario now for your free in-home estimate. 808-671-0808. Air and Sea Travel Center, best group tours throughout the world. Let's go travel and see the world to make beautiful memories. Call 808-951-9800 today. What's up, how's it? Aloha, this is, it's me, McCunny. Welcome to Culturize. Uh, learning a lot of things about the Okinawan culture. The story of, of Hawaii Okinawans getting together, raising this money. And uh, I, I'm, it's funny because I'm just thinking to myself, like you just said, their whole life they see the Okinawan pig, right? The black one. These big, huge, white, big ones come from, come from America, the continent. Um, but how that happened was just, is that very Okinawan culture? That's why so you guys are such a So there's a value we have mm-hmm. called yuimaru. Yuimaru. It's, it's technically a circle, but the meaning behind mm-hmm. it is communities support one another, especially in times of need. And, you know, that's the thing that trying to revive is teaching these values because that generation that did all that post-war relief effort they're the ones that just trailblazed and they set the example for us. So, you know, the U.S. military is in charge of Okinawa. They didn't want to deal with all these little groups like my Itoman Club. They said, we only want to deal with one entity that could speak for all. And so there was like, I think, 75 to 100 of these different mm-hmm. little clubs. And they could never unite before. Mm-hmm. You know how people right. are, right? <laughs> yeah. But because there was such a great need in Okinawa, they set aside their differences. And so, you know, it was called the Hawaii United Okinawa Relief uh-huh. Association. And it's, it, it, that's actually the, the origin of the Hawaii United Okinawa Association, uh-huh. you know, out in Waipio. Yeah. And it's an example of what happens when you set aside your differences and you work together. But, you know, like, I tell this story all the time because in small ways and big ways, mm-hmm. this is how we should live. Right. right? It's, it's what I always say. When, when, when did we forget or when did we stop or what, 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 what just happened, you guys? Where I mean, not even within the Okinawan culture, but it's just us in general where we just we're so self-centric now. Right. We, we just stopped. So it's funny because you mentioned the Okinawan Center in Waipio. And, you know, it's funny. You know, anybody in Hawaii has went to a party there, has had baby luau, graduation, a lot of people, but they don't realize, right? It's the, they just, oh, Okinawan Center, Okinawan Center. Um, But all this that you just shared, the backs of all of those ancestors creates things like that, right? Well, and you know, the, the whole relief effort wasn't just Okinawans in Hawaii. It was Native Hawaiians, it was Chinese, it was everybody who knew somebody who was Okinawan and said, oh, yeah, we want to help. And so you were talking about maybe being selfish, but I was thinking, 
what about all these things about reaching out to the other cultures? And so instead of saying you're Hawaiian, I'm yeah. not, it's like saying, well, no. We're see, all family, and, and right? I was just going to say, because you know, you've been to a Hawaiian party at the Okinawan Center. <laughs> and it's funny because, you know, when, whenever people are looking for venues, everybody's like, who has an Okinawan friend? You can get us into that, right? And, <laughs> and right. I think that's the beauty of, of even in Hawaii, like the whole point to this show is is to share with everybody how we need, not only that we need each other, but we can work together, uh, but we got to learn about each other first, right? Um, as, as we talk about Okinawan culture, I want, I think about this when we come up uh, be, before we, we end. What customs, traditions that you grew up with and just Okinawa in general that have given to Hawaii? Because there's a lot of things that we know today but had no idea that the similarities between Okinawa uh, and Hawaii. So first of all, mahalo, mahalo, mahalo for making time. Uh, for being here. Uh, if you're joining us on Culturized, uh, I want you to do me a favor. Head on over to YouTube. We got the extended version coming up. If you have uh, ideas or, or know any similarities bet between the Okinawan culture or you want to share with us, comment down below. But head over to YouTube right now. We're going to continue this conversation with my good friend Sherry Tamashiro, How to Be Okinawan, right here on Culturized. <music> Hey, what's up? How's it? Aloha, it is me, honey. Welcome to Culturize YouTube. This is the extended version. If you joined us on KITV earlier, thank you so much for doing that. But uh, we got to continue this conversation about Okinawan culture, uh, sharing so much. Um, I first want to get into what you're wearing right now. A lot of people don't know. Clothing-wise, um, the the concept of the Aloha shirt, right? Um, a lot of people don't realize it has huge huge i mean i wouldn't even go to say thank you okinawa for giving us the aloha shirt right is is that fair to say kind of i don't did it originate in okinawa well because that that style of how they made shirts right because 1926 i think the term aloha shirt was coined but at the time um from what i understand is that a lot of the over the all over prints and whatnot right uh, very similar to Okinawan. So clothing. I'm wearing a Karayushi shirt. Karayushi. Karayushi. Okay. And um, they have another style, Bingata. But it's really hot in Okinawa. <laughs> like really, really, uh, really humid and hot. And so it doesn't work to wear suits like the Japanese mm. people do. So when you go to Okinawa, everyone is wearing these Karayushi shirts. See, just like Hawaii. Nobody uses suits in Hawaii when you use a little shirt. Wow. Um, but we were talking earlier, so clothing rise. Now we talked a little bit about male and female. So yeah, now, I you have, have another one. example of, of. And by the way, this is actually a men's shirt that I bought because men in Okinawa are totally fine wearing pink. Oh yeah, I mean, now the designs. It is. Uh, we talked about it earlier as well. Now these, they're not screened. They're not there. It's. Um, it's a dye. It's a dye. Very similar to batik. Now, did, did this originate, did Okinawa, Okinawans wear kimono? I don't know. I, I, I know that they would make cloth out of like banana bark. Oh, really? Yeah. So there was a, a style of, of, of... No way. So I know they adapted from the land. Um, but you know, Okinawa is heavily influenced by Chinese culture. Mm -hmm. um, they had extensive trading. 
with China. That's actually why Japan wanted to invade them、uh, because they、There's, had that、mm-hmm. exclusive、uh, trade.、Uh, and they also are heavily influenced by Korean pirates because apparently pirates would raid China and Japan.、Uh-huh. And Okinawa was great because there were a lot of caves. So、oh, it became so a great place for them to have their you know, store, it, store their loot. No way. Yeah, so you see a lot of influence from those two places in, in Okinawa. Uh, so, as, as I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm trying to think in my head that the, the things that we n- normally think about Okinawan culture. Now, I'm going to get into food. Andagi. Now, a lot of people don't. People go to Obon, but they're eating andagi. Right. They automatically think Japanese. But that, it's, o- Okinawan it's Okinawan food. So, in Okinawa, it's called sata andagi, fried sata dough. And-,、okay. and the Hawaii andagi is completely different.、Um, In Okinawa, sata andagi is like journeyman's food. So there's no dairy in it. It'll、Ooh. last for like three weeks. Really? Yeah. In Hawaii, we changed the recipe. It has,、um, it has dairy, it has eggs.、Mm-hmm. So it's crispier outside, different texture, fluffier on the inside.、Hawaii. We do a lot more experimentation, like gingerbread andagi.、Right. Or, <laughs> but our andagi is different. So, where can we get traditional Okinawan andagi in Hawaii? I think the best thing to do is when Marukai has their、uh, Taste、oh, the of Okinawa. There, there's, and and o- at Okinawan、uh, Festival at Heiwa Dori, there's these packs of、uh, sata andagi mixes that come from Okinawa.、No、That's、way. probably your best bet. I, I now see, I'm curious. The whole time I'm thinking these, because it's funny, we always laugh, of,、uh, I, we always talk about.、Um, Different cultures, right? So you get the andagi, the t- Hawaii's version of andagi, and then when you add sesame seeds to it, it becomes Filipino binangkal. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> What is the other one? There's so many versions of that thing.、Um, other, other customs. But in, I'll be in, honest with you,、uh-huh. I don't like sata andagi. Really? Yeah, you take a bite and it just like sucks all the moisture out of your mouth. So、really? I, I, I grew up with Hawaii andagi, so. I'm very biased because <laughs>、yeah. I like the. I, and see, now I'm curious. I want, I want to go try the, the Sata Andagi.、Um, speaking of Okinawan Festival,、um, the, the, the attire.、Uh, right now, I'm, I'm, I'm picturing they got the white tabis up to the.、Uh, what is that called, that outfit, when they're doing the drumming?、Um, oh, Asa. That's what it is. So, Asa is completely different from Taiko. Mm-hmm. Where taiko, the drum is stationary.、Mm-hmm. Asa, the drum moves with the drummer. Because they dance with it, right? Well, they, they put in elements of karate, dance,、ah. chanting, and, and drumming. So it's, it's very dynamic. And so, speaking of all, the, all these things, why, in your opinion, well, maybe you, we all know, Okinawans are the healthiest people in the world. What's the deal? <laughs> What, we, we know need, about Blue Zone, know. right? Huh? So there's this project called the Blue Zone yeah, that's project. That's exactly it. And Okinawa、like、is one like of the Blue Zones. Like 127 years old. Yeah. Well, you know, diet, of course.、Mm-hmm. They, they eat a lot more vegetables and stuff like that. But when I went to Okinawa for the first time, we went on this tour, and there were these really elderly women uh, out um, just working on the base of a castle. So the, our guide told us that. Old people can do like this database with the city where instead of them sitting at home, they find projects they can do that are not too strenuous, but it puts them in the company of other people. And so they either manage a stall at a shop, and so they're engaged, right? And in Okinawa, the elders 
are revered. They're the center of the families where, you know, they're still very involved. And I just think of, you know, some of our seniors. You know, we put them in front of the television and or it's just a burden to take them everywhere, some people think. It's completely opposite in Okinawa. So I think part of it, and then they have these other things like uh, ikigai. Mm -hmm. Why do you wake up in the morning? What gets you out of bed? Yeah. What is your purpose What's your in life? What's your purpose, yes. And then the moai. So it's like, what is your support group? Who are you surrounding yourself that can provide you that, that support through good times and bad times? How see it's it's it sounds so simple, but yet it's so profound. One thing I thought was really cool. Speaking of the blue zone, there was this um, program I watched in in Okinawa where they have preschool children hang out with elders. Yeah, I was like, hello. And it's brilliant, right? It is. It's like, and and you know, that's that's half of their learning is going to be just because they're hanging out with them. And I'm watching this program going. I don't know who was happier, the elders or the kids, when they when they would interact. Um, so that definitely has to do with a lot of the longevity. It, it's the food um, and just overall. Maybe the just, alcohol, awamori. You, really? Yeah, there is a, a drink that is only made in Okinawa called awamori. Uh -huh. So it's kind of similar to shochu. It's distilled. Okay. Um, yeah, we drink a lot of a that A lot too. of, really? Huh. Fish, vegetables, and almond <laughs> and pork. And pork. <laughs> See, which is which is funny, right? You know, in the old days, they looked down on them for eating pork. But hello, they're the, the healthiest people. And then you you look at it today, they oh, don't eat too much pork. Um, it's probably the way they cooked it and the way they made it. That's that's what I love about. Um, so you know, with rafte, the Okinawan shoyu pork, what they do is they boil the pork mm -hmm. and pour the water out. So you do that like five times. So you're rendering out the fat. Hello. So it's fat, but uh -huh. it's not. It's not the fatty. Interesting. Uh, so that's what we're doing, my friends. If if you have any um, um, customs and traditions in your uh, clans, right? You call it uh, in Okinawan clans. We want to know. Hit the hit the comment down below. Let us know if you have any questions uh, about uh, Okinawan culture. Now, this class that you teach, how to be Okinawan, that's at the university. No, I I do it at the Okinawan festival. Um, but I'm probably going to switch it to like a YouTube, an online YouTube. So it's like how to talk like in Okinawan. So, you know, it is a language, not a mm -hmm. dialect. A lot yes. of people will say, oh, no, it's just a dialect right. of Japanese. But, you know, domo arigato gozaimasu mm -hmm. is thank you very much in uh, Japanese. But ipe ni fue debiru is thank you very much really? in Okinawan. Not even close, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so now I'm thinking, so when, when did that change? When was it? when Japan got involved or? So or, and Okinawans always spoke their own language okay. um, within the Ryukyu Kingdom. Mm. Um, same thing with Hawaiian. Mm. It's like all the different islands had different. Right. That one is a dialect, I would say. But um, when Satsuma clan took over 400 years ago, um, you know, in schools, if kids spoke Uchinaguchi or Shimakutuba, the island language, they had to wear these demerit tags, like a, sh a tag of shame. Really? Yeah. Is there is there any traditional speakers today? So there is a revitalization. Um, they're trying to revive the language, That's but cool. which language? Uh, right, which right, right. island? <laughs> so <laughs> now, you know, I mentioned you know, a whole other can of worms. No, ours is better. Let's do ours. <laughs> right. So a lot of Okinawans are coming to Hawaii to study and learn. How did the native Hawaiians, you know, revitalize and reclaim their uh. language? And you know, Pu'akea Nogomai 
told them that he thinks they're at where they were at in the 70s, you know. But he says you have a you have a tool we didn't have. You have technology. Yes. And so there's this guy who writes songs to teach the language. There are a lot more books and um, speakers, but you know they're part of the Japan uh, education. So I'm pretty positive there's no way they can have immersion schools. Yeah, so there's going to be that little bit of that influence of of ah, uh, I see, I see. But the fact that there's a movement to do it is is amazing. See the things, see the things you learn on Culturize. I was getting a little bit selfish. I was all wanting to learn all these things, but again. Thank you so much uh, for being here and making time and sharing Okinawan so culture. So super with us. fast yes. is one of the. You asked a question before: is what is the influence of Okinawans in Hawaii? Yes, restaurants. There have been over three hundred fifty restaurants owned by Okinawans in the state of Hawaii, and some of them are the most iconic ones: Ooh, Wisteria, like, okay. Columbia Inn, Zippy's, oh gosh, Rainbow Drive-In, you know, Highway Inn. They're all really? Okinawan. Times Supermarket was Times Grill. What? And so even like the food suppliers, Tamashiro Market, oh, yeah. Okuhara, Kamaboko, Aloha Tofu, really? Higa Meat, um, even like um, King's Hawaiian Sweetbread oh, yeah, that's and right. Sun Noodle. Okay. So it's it's had such a major impact oh, yeah. on now that I, I didn't realize how many there were. Because they were all helping each other. You see? Okinawans came to Hawaii to do good and they ended up doing better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you got to cut off the time. No, that's... There's a story I wanted to uh tell you that I just find so absolutely amazing. So this guy named Ushitakara emigrated over from Okinawa, worked on the plantation. When his contract was done, he moved to Oahu. And back then, banks wouldn't make loans to non-whites. So he didn't have any way to advance. So he started working uh, at a restaurant, no pay, wash dishes, scrub potatoes. They feed you, but you watch and you learn. He worked his way into a paying position through all the spots. And then there's a Japanese lending program called Tanamoshi. And so with a Tanamoshi <laughs> in 1923, he opened up American Cafe, uh, downtown Honolulu uh-huh. near the capital. And, you know, why would people go and pay right. to eat food you can cook at home? Mm-hmm. So it had to be American food, like lobster uh-huh. or lamb with mint jelly. <laughs> but he offered the same deal to people from his village. Wash dishes, work mm-hmm. your way up, and then he helped them open their own restaurant. So not a franchise. Open your own restaurant. So because of this one guy, this one clan, Orokuaza Jin, had 75 restaurants in the downtown area, like Columbia Inn. And they all helped each other out. So if Columbia Inn ran out of beer on a Friday night, he would call Wisteria and say, hey, can I buy a case of Bud? And the answer was, sure, I'll bring it by. Or if one restaurant needed a new head cook, Another restaurant would say, oh, good opportunity. You can take my assistant cook. So it wasn't I'm inconvenienced. It was you need help. See? And unreal, yeah? I mean, those are the kinds of things. You you think about it in modern day. I mean, not that that wasn't modern day, but like think of the pandemic, right? All these restaurants are suffering. Can you imagine if they all thought like that? It's and, And... and you know, there's still ones, of course, Rainbow Drive is still around and, and Higa meets and all that, but the Wisterias and the Columbia Inns and all, I mean. But, you know, I don't think you should be sad about them closing uh-huh. because for them, it was a way for their children mm-hmm. to go to college and mm-hmm. not have to work seven days a week. <laughs> That's true, right? It's like, we're going we're gonna to bust our butt so you can. Again. So I actually broke down everywhere you can find Andagi on the island and really? every restaurant that serves Okinawan food. So the website is called 
hawaiiokinawans.com. Okay, who has the best sandagi? <laughs> I can tell you my favorite. Actually, I did uh-huh. a review for Honolulu Magazine. Uh-huh. But to me, it's like Aloha Andagi. They pop up once a month at um, Marukai. Mm. Uh, a little old Japanese Okinawan lady <laughs> makes it. I yeah. mean, how can you? You know it's going to be good when she's moving about two miles an hour. <laughs> oh, she's she's like, she's Okinawan. She's got energy. And yeah, but you, you know, you put in your order, you go shopping, you come back, it's ready. Right. I love that. And then um, Utage makes andagi on Fridays. Ooh. So Utage is the closest I think you get to sata andagi yeah. in Hawaii. Out, outside of the festival time? Uh, different. Okay. All the andagis are very different. Hmm. People fight so much over who has the best andagi. <laughs> You're right. And, you know, to me it's like, well, as long as it's hot and fresh made, I think it's exactly. fabulous. Or what I used to do when it's a day old, I just cut it in half and grill it. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> right. Air fryer. Air fryer, that's the thing. one. I, I thank you so much for sharing all these stories. Can we bring you back again? Sure. I definitely want to bring you because I know there's so much more that we can learn and we can share. Uh, again, if you're joining us, this is YouTube. Comment down below. You got any questions about Okinawan culture? Do you have the best sandagi? I want to know. Uh, thank you very much for being here. This is Culturized. Mm-hmm.